Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. I'm your host, your purveyor of all things dorky within the scope of professional wrestling and sports entertainment. I am Grum. I think I got the time on it, right? I, they should have popped up here. But hey, good to see you. Good to have you. Glad you are here. I hope you're. Hope this is getting you good, whether you're listening on your favorite podcast app. And if you are... Go ahead, leave a five-star rating, maybe even a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. I appreciate that. Spotify also does the ratings. You could also be watching us on YouTube. Or me, I should say. Us. Me. Me. You could be watching me, listening to me as well on YouTube. YouTube.com slash at ring. Leave a like. Leave a comment. Leave a... Uh, or subscribe. I, I'm, I'm used to my like, Twitch thing of like, you know, liking or following and whatnot. Like and subscribe. I appreciate it. I got a question. I figured out the question for today. I, I did it. I, I absolutely did it. I'm not at all looking at what we're talking about. But I do, you know, have actually do have a question. It's who is your who is your favorite Nepo baby? Because we were talking about it last week. Who is your favorite Nepo baby? It could be in wrestling. It could be just in general. Uh, you know, an actor or actress. You know, a... Uh, uh, I get maybe a politician, I guess. I knew, nepotism runs wild in, in politics. I don't know. Fuck if I know. Uh, you know, in terms of like lineage, they, anyways, uh, not to go down. But if you're on the YouTube, go ahead, go over there. Let me know who your favorite Nepo baby is because today's conversation, it does involve another Nepo baby, but also it, uh, well, yeah, it's definitely a Nepo baby, but also somebody who for the longest time I thought was a Nepo baby. Uh, because we're talking about the time that Dustin Rhodes and Bobby Roode, there you go, I always thought Bobby Roode and Rick Roode, uh, or he was like related to Rick Roode somehow, not the case, either way, uh, taking on each other at the first ever lock, TNA lockdown pay-per-view in a Prince of Darkness match, and uh, allergies are killing me, so that's why if you're looking on YouTube and you see me like grabbing my nose, that's why I'm trying not to... Uh, leak snot all over the place on camera. That'd be great, especially on the nice Razor Ramon "Bad Guys Last Forever" shirt. That's for the YouTube. Uh, but I appreciate that. Uh, if you guys do all that stuff, that's what we're talking about today. I've got I got Boom and Corn Man. That's right, Boom Daba and Corn Man. Speaking of which, Boom Daba is uh, part of Team GG. They're raising money for St. Jude this year. You can go to Bit dot ly slash St. Jude twenty twenty three or Boom Daba. It, no, not boom to a boom, boom to chick.com. There we go. I don't know why I said boom to buy boom to chick.com. That's B O O M D A C A C A C H I K.com. Uh, those are the two links. They'll be in the description on the episode, uh, description, episode description and on the, on YouTube. Uh, so go help boom, raise some money doing all that stuff. They're raising some money for St. Jude's. It helps kids with cancer. It helps their family. They don't get, the families don't get billed. The kids get the treatments and everybody, everybody is, uh, the stress is a little bit more manageable, uh, in that situation. But in the meantime, we here, we're going to be doing some goofs today. Uh, well, I, you know, we're talking about that. Uh, <laughs> first, a little bit of you don't know this, uh, this event, the lockdown 2005, TNA decided they would try to go and be a different. They would try differently. You know, they're they're competing with WWE at this point for for you know money money fans money monthly pay per views is what I was trying to say, and uh, 
you got to try something, especially when your when your event falls in the same month as as WrestleMania. This year was WrestleMania uh, twenty one, which was a big deal. I think uh, it's one of the best uh, WrestleManias in my estimation. I think they're, the run the there from seventeen until twenty one is a special run. Like twenty uh, twenty has some really good matches, really great moments. Uh, 21 as well, the first ever Money in the Bank, either way. That's what TNA is, by the way, competing with. So what do they do? They decide to have an entire event where every match is inside of a steel cage match. And Dustin Rhodes and Bobby Roode, they're taking each other on in a Prince of Darkness match, which is two out of two out of three falls, with the third fall being decided after everybody in the match, both, both of them have been blindfolded. It's wild. It's hell. It's ridiculous. Can't wait to can't wait for to hear hear us talk about it, and you get to see those guys' reactions. Um, just overall, good thing. I'm getting back in the swing of things. I, I I I've got shorts coming up this week. Shorts and TikToks. Follow if you on if you're watching on YouTube, you get them on YouTube. TikTok, Dork Side of the Ring. There's all there. Leave a like. Uh, follow follow not like well yeah leave a like on the videos i got there follow i appreciate that uh but yeah we're working we're getting back to it i am uh i talk about a little bit on the on the um on the uh whatchamacallit the, the episode the recording that i have started some adderall today uh didn't hit it as strong as it normally does so i'm not scatterbrained but like just trying to figure out things a little bit um better like my brain either way uh, we're working it. Like I said, trying to get better every day. Uh, and I am, I'm good. So talk to your doctors, you know, see a therapist, talk to them, talk to a doctor who can prescribe you it. Uh, and, uh, if that's something that you think, good, good, good. But I am, I don't really have too much really like I'm working on stuff, working on getting content for the dork side together. Uh, as well as just just in general stuff, which is good. Uh, I'm actually here's the thing. This is how you know the Adderall is working. The other day I went and I got, I, I went, I, I made it like, hey, I'm gonna go send some emails out for some guests. I'm gonna send some messages, get some people back on, send some DMs, connect with some people. Yeah, so it's working. It's definitely working. So I know, I know the next two episodes. <laughs> so I got recordings lined up. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Um, but that's next week's episode. And then we're following weeks. This week's episode is a lot of fun. Uh, as far as pro wrestling goes, I went on a little, little, little bit of a rant. Little, little bit of a rant this last week about uh, Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho not being the greatest of all time because he's he led Sammy Guevara. He, like he doesn't. Either way, all that to say, pro wrestling subjective entertainment is subjective in nature some things are inherently good some things are inherently bad but whether you like something is different for everybody right i don't particularly like sammy guevara's wrestling every time he's wrestling with somebody it seems to bring the worst out of people i think he's i think he's an incredibly talented guy i think he can pull off some fucking incredible moves i think he has potential to be a really good worker, but the guy just is always doing shit that like I, I that makes no fuck. It doesn't matter. Why do I care that you did, uh, or why why you did a um, a Canadian? You got hit with a Canadian destroyer from the top top rope, or uh, you know you did all this shit. Like you did. There's so many things that he's done with 
some good workers, then I'm like, uh, I hate this. I like, I hate this. Like, and I don't hate a lot of things about pro wrestling, but that I hate. I hate when people don't do things that that don't matter. And it's also weird because at the same time, Commander versus Jay White happened. A lot of people wanted to start yelling about that, about how there was a spot where Commander does some traditional lucha things, and Jay White is kind of standing there watching him, and it's different. And the reason why it's different is because Commander is... He's doing what he was raised doing, taught to do, coached to do, taught, you know, all this stuff, learned to do in Mexico, where the psychology of things are is different, right? It's not so much work in a hold, you know, hey, like, tell a story, right? It's more be a character, be this incredible athlete, be this incredibly death-defying superhero in a mask and just there are there's some story i'm not saying there's not stories but it's a different story that's being told it's an, it's not the american style the north the, the the u.s style right lucha libre is much different much as how japanese style is more of a fighting spirit the warrior you know it's a the, I, somebody i forget who it is somebody described it as the masculinity on display for uh, an old time, an old match. I forget which one it was off the top of my head, but the psychology in those in those arenas are, are are different than what you see in American pro wrestling. And the problem is with the American pro wrestling, it has become such a blend of everything that it kind of makes things confusing. And I, I think I should do like a longer thing on this, but like the American style is 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 not distinct one way or the other. But because of that, there are things about American pro wrestling that stand out as bad. And it's you see somebody like Commander who is trained, who is uh, you know brought up under Lucha Libre, and everything there and you go oh that's how it's done right and the commander's not even the best lucha libre wrestler out there right he's he's not he's just he's not the best luchador out there right he's not even the best on AEW's roster right like ray phoenix is right fucking there but the reason the thing that ray phoenix does very well and has done very well and he didn't at first but at this point, eight years of American exposure, American television, Amer- working in front of American crowds. You can see it also when you watch him wrestle in AAA, right? He wrestles at Triple Mania and you go, wow, this is a different side of Ray Phoenix. There's elements of American pro wrestling that just you need to do and that Lucha Libre don't comprehend, does not mix well with at all. And the problem is you see guys like Sammy, guys like Blake Christian, guys... Uh, on the independents who go, I like doing that stuff and I am capable of doing that stuff. And I'm not saying they're not capable. I'm just saying when I like my, when I'm watching pro wrestling, I like it when things matter and you doing an incredible move in the middle of a 20 minute match that should end the match. Sorry for bumping this should end the match and doesn't it diminishes the, that diminishes the impact that move has. Right, people be like, "Oh, it's great," and it'll live on in it'll live on in highlights and everything. But if you're not 
working towards winning the match, if your wrestling is not to win the match, right? Unless the story you are telling is something that is incredibly different than winning a match. If you're doing something and it does not win a match and it's a big fucking deal that you did it, it doesn't become a big deal all the time. We talk about this with finishers all the time. There's a reason why Roman's Superman punch is a fucking meme. Because he does 70 of them in a fucking match. The F5. You do one of them and you're like, alright, they're going to kick out. So when it happens, you're like, oh, okay, that guy didn't matter that much. That guy didn't matter. Because if the move that doesn't normally finish people finishes people, that guy is lesser than those other people. You understand what I'm saying? Sheamus has 40 fucking moves that end matches. Walter, 40 fucking moves that end matches. So when you see that mat move get hit and it doesn't end the match, oh, it's different. Perfect example. Walter, I don't think Walter's powerbombed anybody for a, in a middle of a match seriously in a little bit. Right? He's been doing some other stuff to finish matches. NXT Walter, Gunther, sorry, you know, whatever. He he beat people with a chop. Right? He beat people with a chop. He beat people with a choke bomb. He beat people with a power bomb. He beat people with a German suplex. What a, those things matter because he made them matter. And I and my whole thing is if you do moves and they don't finish and they're supposed to, you see something the level of a fucking the, the fucking Canadian destroyer that uh, Jungle Boy pulled with uh with uh <laughs> with Sammy, right? That should have finished the match. I fucking hated it. The drop kick that Sammy sent Jungle Boy into the fucking crowd with should have ended the match. It didn't end the match. So why are they in there? That's all my whole thing. That's my rant. That was my rant. I, I think I got my point across. If not, let me know in the comments below. What do you think about wrestling uh, moves that don't finish matches but have the kind of impact that should end matches? Let me know what you think in the comments below on YouTube and on Twitter. At DorksideRing and at IamGrum. That's for me individually. I appreciate it. But enough about me. Enough about my takes on pro wrestling. Let's get to... Why we're all here. The Prince of Darkness match. Myself, Boomdabot, and Cornman talking about the match from Lockdown 2005 here on the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. I gotta redo the... We gotta redo everything. We gotta redo everything. Uh, the whole thing? The whole thing. I just I just got the... the like the... Hey, like your... Uh, street, your, 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 your recording stopped. And I'm like, what do you mean it stopped? Uh, oh, yeah. So yes, right. my OBS uh, crashed there for a second, but hey, you know what? It's okay. Um, because it's just a warm up. It was just a war exactly, yeah. exactly. We we're just exactly got to shake the rust off. Yeah, we got through the layup line. You know, uh, yeah. we're good. We're good to go. We're ready to go. Are you drinking? What are you drinking? Boom. Uh, I got protein shake. Oh, did you work? You post workout protein or pre workout protein? Mm. Oh no, this or meal substitute protein? Uh, that one. Okay. <laughs> I think. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, listen, I know it's not pre-workout because I took that before my workout. Okay. But if it's post, I'm having it way too late. So hopefully it's meal supplement. That's a good call. That's a good call. My doctor would be proud of you. My doctor is very big on mm -hmm. uh, not eating a meat, like not eating before, like after 10, uh, but then also not having like a full-blown like dinner after like seven 
And I was like, but what if I go to sleep at yeah. 1? He goes, you should go to sleep sooner. And I was like, what if I <laughs> – yeah, right? He goes, what time do you wake up? Like, what time do you have to go to work? He goes – I told him 8. And he's like, all right, well, you need to go to sleep but no later than 11. I was like, what? I live 10 minutes from work now. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I can wake up at 7.30 and be there by 7.50. It's great if I really wanted to. Um, but no, I take my time. So I wake up at 7.30. I get there by 8.00. Uh, <laughs> I was just, I saw you shaking. I'm like, what's, what's, what's in the drink? What's the, we finished. Yeah. Cause I have like two or three of them from like the t- various Twitch cons I've gone to and my mom's oh, yeah. taking them, uh, because, uh, she start she started getting in on the, the, like the shaker drink replacing meal thing for a while. Uh, and then she stopped doing it and replaced them, uh, to make mixed drinks, uh, for a little bit. So oh. She put little, you know, put you multi-purpose. Put, yeah, and I was like, yeah. "But you're shaking up soda. That doesn't make sense." She goes, "It's fine." I was like, "Is it? <laughs> Is it? I don't. I'm not." It quite doesn't sure. have to make sense. No, no, no. Also, oh. don't question your mother's people. Don't do it. Don't. They know best. And even if they don't know best, you don't tell them they know best. They don't. Sure, that's normally, right. Normally, yeah, normally it's safe to go. We're here on the dark side of the ring. That's a good, a good replacement for a cold open. But attempt number Second two. Open. Slightly warmer open. Yeah, it's slightly warmer, but uh, also warm open. I think it was better uh, because we had the. Uh, I just kind of was like, oh, I guess that'll be the cold open. No, this is a good cold open. Talking about shaker meals and everything. We're here, episode eighty-six. It's going to be a fun one. We've got uh, my guests with me. For uh, to my, if you're looking at it to my right, maybe I don't know. To the side of me is Boomdaba. Hello, Boom. Hello. And underneath me, underneath us, holding us up, propping us up. Power bottom corn. <laughs> corn man. I made, I made that joke earlier, but the recording stopped, so now <laughs> I have to make it again. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Sure it gets in the they're not going to see the corn either. So that's the. No. Oh, well, here we go. Wait, we can't. Yeah. Hello. Run everything back twice. Yeah. If, it, if it's a good bit, you, you run it into the ground and then exactly. you run it a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> good episodes on deck. Uh, good episodes between the two of you. This is both of your third time on the podcast. Boom. Yeah, I, I was here 15 and 44. Whoa. Crazy that I know that, right? Look, look, see, that's why Boom is one of the greatest guests of all times. Remembers, comes prepared, says, I'm, I don't need you to send me a packet for the episode. I got a packet. I, I, yeah, he knows the lore. Yeah, he knows the lore. A real, a real dorksider. A real dorksider, yeah. yeah. Do my best. Yeah, episode 15 with Music Chick doing uh, the uh, Isaac Yankum DDS, the evil doctor. And uh, 44, like Boom said, with Purple talking about the booty man uh which that episode it haunts me to this day although i did use that because we were it was one of the first episodes where we were like i recorded with my camera on even though i didn't use the thing and i just like all right let me figure out how to like use you know like how to frame these for video so uh thank you for that boom uh you're welcome it haunts me though to this day that we (laughs) purple purple just couldn't get over the booty man's trunks he goes i couldn't tell if his his ass was out. I said, well, he is the booty man. He is the booty man. And on the other side of the, or like I said, underneath, uh, Corn Man, uh, two episodes, previous two episodes, episode 68 for the one yep. shy of the sex number with Diabetes, the good, yep. ha- good housekeeping, and episode 
uh, what did I say? 40, what did I? 42. 42. 42. So, yeah, yeah, wow, look at that. You guys were kind of close. You almost back-to-back. Uh, I think that's the closest I've, I've had in terms of uh, guests uh, from previous episodes. That's pretty good. Pretty good. That was the uh, Milan Miracle. That was Santino Morello's debut winning the Intercontinental title in Milan, Italy, which was a fun one. But today's episode, as the, the two of you know, it could be good. Or it could be bad. And we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. But, boom, first things first, I'd like for you to reintroduce yourself, tell the people a little bit about you, what you do, where they can find you, all that fun stuff, uh, and in your own words. Okay. Well, in my own words, uh, by day I'm a social worker, and by night I uh, guest on people's podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I uh, have my own podcast called Something Unexpected with uh, Music Chick. We just did episode 65, I think. So we're, yeah, we're doing pretty well. Um, We're enjoying it. We've changed our format. It's very eclectic, but literally anyone could listen, I think, and enjoy it. So very variety-based, a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, we're raising money for charity as well That's right right now. So, yeah, we're having a real good time. Uh, we got plenty of crazy things to do in the meantime. Yeah, yeah. I was I, I was a part of the yeah. radiothon. Uh, we did uh, the Princess Bride as a, as a radio play. As a radio play, yeah. I was uh, Fezic. I was the king. I was the albino, and the kid. Uh, yeah, so, yes, yeah. Macho. I will say the Macho Man came out for the albino <laughs> in the most unexpected so of ways so good. uh and my andre the giant was pretty good if it wasn't as long as it wasn't going too far into like the dark knight rises bane if i if i say so myself it was a pretty was, good andre it was close but yeah. it was good it yeah. was really good uh now boom boom had multiple scenes where he was just doing talking to himself uh was just going back and forth <laughs> and back and forth it, yeah yeah we didn't we didn't like draw out of a hat to make or plan to make sure no one had to talk to themselves but uh yeah boom and but and musy both had to uh, that was the best part when Musi and Citra literally were within four characters of each other, and they talked for like ten minutes, and we just got to sit there. It was great. That was my favorite part. It was so good. I got to get up, uh, stretch my legs a little bit. It was good. Uh, yeah, you can uh, find something unexpected or at something unexpected pod on Twitter, right? It's something. No, is a podcast. That's not it. Boom. Oh, it's boom. Uh, it's boom to chick pod, right? Boom to chick cast. Cast. I knew. I knew it. It's okay. It's I, weird. It's, Pod would have made more sense. Yeah, it's okay. Now that you say it, but uh, we <laughs> went at Boom to Chick Cast. Uh, it works, yeah. And something unexpected wherever you get your podcasts. And then uh, you're raising money for St. Jude as a part of Team GG. Right. Uh, you can find the link at bit.ly slash St. Jude2023. Correct. I remember all that off the top of my head. That's how good at retaining information I am now. It's great. Big old brain I got. Uh, good. Appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. Go find that. You'll see a link in the description as well uh, of the podcast, both on YouTube and the podcast platform. So click on that. Go help the go help Team GG raise some money. What are you guys sitting at right now? Uh, last I looked, we're just over twelve fifty as a team. Nice. nice. Uh, yeah, which we set out to raise five hundred dollars this year. So everything is gravy. Um, if you are considering donating. The quick plug is that St. Jude doesn't give a bill to their families. So when we donate, uh, it goes straight to the kids, and it's tax deductible, and it makes sure that those parents don't have to pay for treatment, food, 
lodging. I don't know. I've supported them for eight years now, and uh, I get to actually go down there this year. Hey! Meet, meet hey. kids uh, here in a week, so I'm very excited about nice. that, too. Great cause to uh, support. Perfect. Hey, this episode yeah. will come out next week, so that'll be perfectly timed. Perfect. You can tell all the it. tell all the people at St. Jude's about the dark side of the ring. Uh, don't you don't have to. I'm doing it. I'm doing a bit. Doing just, a bit. I would tell. Just everybody. take their phones. Rate the podcast five stars. <laughs> yeah. You know exactly. Don't tell them. Just do yeah. it on their behalf, and I'd appreciate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. We here at the dark side of the ring, the team of me, myself, and my mod and Macho Grum. Would appreciate that. Uh, Corn. Do you think that right, wait, this is a safe for kids podcast? No, no. I didn't think so. But either, there, but... there's adults there. All right. I yeah. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, tell the adults. All you okay. can't tell the kids, but also tell the kids it's not f- directly for them. Yeah. But, but it's for them. But it is for them. Like, what kind of kid doesn't like to talk about pro wrestling? I loved. Yeah. You know, I right. loved it. That makes sense. Kids, kids can have a little dark side of the tree. <laughs> They are yes, yeah. They, they are they are they are children after all. So they you yeah. know as a treat they can have they can have half an episode a week. Uh, they can get yeah. the intro, uh, the cold open, and find out who the guests are. And then when they get older, they can they can watch. They can go on. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. All right. As long as you eat your vegetables, you have to eat your vegetables. That's right. This is where I'm, this is so, where I'm, as yeah as listen to Corn Man. Corn Man. It's Corn Man true. MD, medical doctor. <clears throat> He's the he's not the doctor I was talking about earlier. He's not my doctor, but he is a medical, medically trained doctorate person. Soon, I think you just yeah yeah you. you, I'll I'll graduate in November. Technically, I won't be an MD. I'll be a DC. I'm going to be a doctor of chiropractic. Oh, you're going to be a defensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles, actually. This, uh, All this right, that's year. Yeah, okay, cool. I'm excited. Yeah, welcome. Uh, you can't yeah. do any work. Just don't piss down your leg like Rich Gannon did, all right? <laughs> we're going to do, uh, do our best. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? Just don't say we're going to gut them in your, yeah. in your, mis- no. in your G-Wagon <laughs> just driving down <laughs> Broad Street. Uh, yeah, no. But, yeah, uh, so chiropractory, that's good. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that is a... Uh, field that I need to get my uh, myself checked it out in because I can feel my bones just being like, hey, we're just like a Jenga block. Just mm-hmm. like, if we get you yeah. aligned, you'll be nice and sturdy. Uh, Absolutely. But speaking of Corn Man, DC, doctor of chiropractory, yeah. uh, doctor of medical. Well, actually, Basque is the resident doctor of Dorkside. Uh, <laughs> we got Corn Man, in your own words, uh, a little bit about you, where mm-hmm. the people can find you if they want to find you and all that fun stuff uh all right um a little bit about me uh i'm a student like i said chiropractic student uh gonna be graduating november here um you can find me at Moon Lake chiropractic in minneapolis minnesota for all your chiropractic needs uh you can also find me on social media at zach corneliuson uh is gonna be that spelling is gonna be handled in whatever this uh <laughs> episode description grum has for you I'm not going to attempt to do that over audio. Um, but yeah, you can follow me. I don't really tweet a whole lot or post a whole lot on social media, but you can uh, follow me, see what I'm up to. That's good. That's the good stuff right there. I, uh, yeah, no, I just copy and paste it. I can't, so I can remember, I know how to spell boom to buzz Twitter. It's, 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 it's an onomatopoeia uh, in my brain, but uh, I know, I know corn man is Zach corn. And then I just go, mm-hmm. You don't have to know anymore. I just grab it. I just grab it. Yeah. The branding. 
that's why I shorted down. Yeah. Corn man. Yeah. yeah. That's smart. That's smart. You're going to be the corno pat, pat, corno, pa, corno Patrick. Corno, chiropractic. Corno chiropractic. Cornopractor. There we go. Ooh, yeah. That's a good one. I like yeah, there that. There we go. I was trying to figure out the branding for you when you go, yeah. when you go big time and get your own. Get your own uh, practice and your own building in a uh, yep. you know a mini mall you know next to some next in to just a, a field of corn <laughs> just, in the yeah. middle of a corn maze you yeah. have to you have to successfully traverse the maze to actually come see me for <laughs> if you I, build it's, it's horrible you for, build it, they the will ADA come. is the ADA is breathing down my neck it is not it is not handicap accessible whatsoever <laughs> uh, I'm dodging several lawsuits. So I always wonder what was at the center of a corn maze. I've always been afraid of going into a, a corn maze. Yeah, now a I know it's, it's a chiropractor. All yeah, this time, all this time, I could have yeah. been walking around with with an aligned skeleton and uh, be fine and ready and whatnot. Meanwhile, I'm losing so much money. <laughs> I, uh, I haven't seen a patient. Do you do, do you do better after the harvest? <laughs> harvest harvest is honestly like. You know that's peak season right there, but winter is winter is terrible. You can actually—I'm standing out there by myself. You can see me. There's no corn. It's just me in the field. Wait, you don't have a building? You stand out there? No, no, it's, no, no. It's like a tent. It's like yeah, it's like a gazebo, like a portable gazebo. I, I, was, but, I was envisioning this like small, this small I, office I in the center of her. This is like a medical tent. Not even. Do you have no, a table? Just... Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say like hopefully you have the the essentials, which is a table yeah, yeah. and you like at the very bare minimum. <laughs> are you, are yep. you guys are you guys cash only then? Uh yeah yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I tried to get the insurance, uh, the compliance officers out there, and they were not happy about my situation. Uh, oh my I told gosh. them repeatedly that this was a great idea. They were not having it. Could They're you? Having it. I like county fairs would be so much cooler if there was like a doctor at the center of every court that was giving out free health care. Like, <laughs> you imagine that people honestly would, people, they need it. They would just county be... fairs need it, <laughs> but, right? Like you're like, all right, look at the center of the corn maze is a doctor in some medical field. We're you would have to find out to go in, but when you go in and find out, yeah. don't tell anybody. Like you get you got to keep it a secret. You go in there and it's a plastic surgeon. You're like, well, while I'm here, you might as well you know help me out here. Help <laughs> me, you know, give me a little Botox. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Try and get rid of these crow's feet, you know. Thanks. thanks. I got my BBL and a <laughs> Yeah, but can you imagine the one guy All comes out and he's like, t-shirt. he's like proctologist. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, you don't want to, you don't want to go into that one. I learned the hard way. <laughs> I got there. I was the first one there. <laughs> Then there's the worst is being the first guy there. What would be worse if it was a proctologist? Being the first one there or the second one there? Because if you're the first one mm-hmm. there, right, you're you find out it's a it's yeah. a proct- But if you're the second one there, presumably you're walking in on the exam to find that's how you find out what it is. 
Yeah, I was, I was, I was thinking that you were taking that a different route. I was like, the guy definitely wears gloves, or at least sanitizes. Yeah, no, like you're not getting, you're not getting sloppy seconds of a. No, 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 no. No, absolutely. He was going there for no, no, no. I have class. Thank you very much. Okay, clearly, I respect proctologists. I, I know one. I know one. He was, he's a, he was a booty doctor. Uh, and he's just like, that's what I do. I, I check the booties, and I was like. It's an interesting way to, to to explain your job, but okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you can find Corn Man at your local traveling corn mazes at your county yep. fair. Um, he might ask be there. For me. They know who I am. Yeah, ask for the Corn Man. <laughs> yep. They'll know. They'll know. They'll know. Yeah, they'll know. <laughs> uh, also, Boomdaba. Fun fact about Corn: Corn lost his fantasy football league last year. Was it last year? Uh, yes. Not this last season. That yeah, yeah twenty. The year prior. Twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty two. And had to do a stand up set as a result of losing. Mm. Oh, that's... I did have to do that. It was a good. It was yeah. good. It was good. But I love it was that. okay. It was it good. It wasn't the worst thing I'd heard. Well, at the at that thing, you're that not night. a. You're, oh, that night, okay. There were some deeply unfunny people there. I tell you what. Me, talking about deeply unfunny, uh, me and Katie went to see Napoleon Dynamite. John Heater, uh, Efren Ramirez, and John uh, Geis, uh, like do this traveling show where they show the movie and then they do like a Q&A afterwards. And this lady is like talking about like, Oh, I love Napoleon, Pedro, you know, uh, I had a friend like Pedro and Uncle Rico, I, my husband had the same kind of van as you and it was real attractive. And it was like, oh, ha ha ha, ha ha ha. And she goes, <laughs> and then John Heater goes, yeah, it's a real predatory van. Like the Uncle Rico's van from Napoleon Dynamite is very off-putting. Uh, and she goes, she's like, yeah, he, he, you know, uh, he robbed the cradle and we're like, I'm like, oh, why are you telling us this? And she's like, I was like four, he was 25. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> and they're just like, I think you're trying to do a bit way too far with the bit <laughs> way too far. Like you could have done the bit of like, I was 16, he was 18, something like that. That would way too far and i'm sitting there behind her like three or four people i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you like you couldn't waterboard that information out of me like <laughs> no <laughs> absolutely not. you're over here willingly volunteering that to the cast to part of the cast of napoleon dynamite uh absolutely wild um but yeah that's unfunny uh, like categorically yeah. unfunny yeah uh, but yeah, uh, it was it was good. The footage has been lost; no one has it as as they should. Uh, but for those who saw it, it was a moment. I felt like uh, bringing that up to make Cornman announce his uh, North American tour of uh, cracking jokes and bones. Yep, um, in talks with Netflix uh, for a special. As, as soon as they email me back. Uh, one of these days, they will return a phone call. Make sure they don't live stream it. They just—it's just—they just put it up. No live stream, and everything will be fine. Uh, yeah. So while we're on the topic of corn, man, corn, you've talked about your history of hating professional wrestling because it is a disgrace to the amateur wrestling form. Uh, 
Preach. Um, <laughs> there are evil people who, you know, make a mockery of what is old, one of the oldest sports of combat in the in the world, in the history of the world. True. One of the first Olympic sports. But you have had multiple but good. We're but we're here. You've had multiple good times watching the pro wrestling, um, and, yep. and and whatnot. So, uh, would you like to recant your statements about how wrestling is evil or pro wrestling is evil, and that there are more than like amateur wrestling is good, but so is pro wrestling. No, fuck pro wrestling. <laughs> I forgot to get that on microphone. Hold on. You, you, you want to say that again? I was like, said, said fuck pro wrestling. Okay, all right. He said fuck pro wrestling. All right, we're getting you out of the paint, pal. We're getting you out of Taking here. Taking some notes. And this is my heel turn. There. This, hey. is what, this is what it is called my heel turn. Look at that. This man says fuck pro wrestling, but then also uses a terminology. He's one of us, pal. He's one of us, pals. One of us. One of us. Speaking of one of us, boom. On uh, on th- on Thursday when we did the radiothon, yes, you told me that you had consumed copious amounts of professional wrestling in recent times. Now, obviously, yes, WrestleMania was a couple weeks ago. That's two nights. Yep. But when I said, "Oh yeah, like WrestleMania was about eight hours," you were like, "Well, I did a little bit more." So, as somebody who may or may not have been reintroduced to pro wrestling from being on the podcast and hearing people talk about things and then also just being like, oh, this is good shit. Let me watch this stuff. How's pro wrestling? It, it's great. That's right. In, you hear since, that, corn man? You hear it's that? great. <laughs> since the last nope. time I was on this podcast, yes. I have consumed a whopping 12 hours of <laughs> pro wrestling. <laughs> That's no, more than no some Plus what we watched with you probably that, on ours. Yes. So 12 and a half. 12 and a half, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, watched, I watched Rumble, Royal Rumble. That's good. I've watched half of a SmackDown Friday night. Okay. Just a random one because it was still on Fox. And then, uh, yeah, WrestleMania. Both nights? Both nights. That's good. I got a message from Boom right before that, during that week. And he was like, I don't know. Roman Reigns I, or Cody. I'm glad my heart won. But I I have thoughts on the current scene, well, let, let even me though I know nothing. I, they're the best thoughts. You you know more than the people who claim to know about yeah, pro wrestling. Yeah. You think so? Yes, I do. Oh, I know so. Okay. I know so. I, I am ready to watch the bloodline crumble. Correct. I am ready to see... I And I really could give two hoots about who takes down Roman Reigns. I was ready for Cody to take him down. I was, I thought he had a good, nice, like family lineage story behind him. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, this is good enough for me. The person who knows literally nothing. (laughs) Uh, I was like, it makes sense to me. Sure. Correct. Um, So, what I, yeah. So, what I hated about that final match Mm -hmm. of WrestleMania is that Cody Reigns, by all intents and purposes, should have won. Yeah. Or, sorry, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Cody Rhodes. Shouldn't be Roman Reigns. There we go. Cody Reigns. Cody, Ra- Cody should have reigned there, the evening. That, yeah, there you right. go. Should have taking yeah. his last name. Yeah, yeah. That's how exactly. bad it's works. Not just take the yeah. title. You take the whole... Then he's the leader of the bloodline. That would have made the bloodline real interesting. Is that he, he became yes. the new head of the table. 
Um, no, you are it. That is not an. Uh, I don't think that's an unpopular opinion by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I I too am looking forward to watching the bloodline crumble. I I think there's a lot of meat on the bone for said uh, crumbling, but him not having the title is the first big chunk uh, that needs to crumble, and hopefully that is no later than SummerSlam because I don't see how you stretch it out another year, but. Uh, we're not yep. a, we don't book we don't book pro wrestling here we just enjoy pro wrestling we talk about it and we don't take it too seriously because uh, wrestling is at its best when you are not taking it seriously I mean Cornman is not never taken pro wrestling serious <laughs> not once not <laughs> and uh, but yeah like it's hard to take pro wrestling seriously sometimes because you're just like yeah that guy looks like Homelander and he's the good guy. Yes, <laughs> I have the exact same thoughts. I'm like, wait, is he wearing wings? They're like, yeah, yeah, those are wings. I'm like, okay, sure, all right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Only in pro wrestling can you see on the same event. Can you see a guy who is seven feet six six or six inches, four hundred and ninety pounds, like wrestle, and then on the very same event see a guy who's like five five wrestle and you're just like no this yeah this makes sense yeah this this works yeah no one no one needs to think about they yeah. exist in the same realm of compatibility <laughs> like don't need it don't need same it. species by the way yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is true you see almost and you're like man they can they make people big as shit god damn he's he, I mean, he is a <laughs> large human because it's not just like but he's also not like fat like he's just Oh, physically okay. large yes it's a huge human being very toned yeah and also just a generally likable guy which is fun because i i love w making people who think because he sucks they're like i don't want to root for him because he's bad at wrestling and i'm like you're gonna like it, this guy i can guarantee it i get all men's warehouse <laughs> like you're gonna like the way he <laughs> you're gonna like the way he acts i guarantee it <laughs> um but yeah no like it's, it's just wrestling is supposed to be uh, you know, the whole thing is to spend disbelief, and it's hard to, you know, you know. Sometimes it's hard. <clears throat> sometimes you're like, this doesn't make sense, but that's what we're here for. Today's topic revolves around some suspension of disbelief, but uh, before I have to like, before we get there, I actually have to have some contextual questions. So we'll start with Boom. I really need should yeah. send them before I used to, but not. I, I was like, yeah, doesn't need to do that. Boom, on the spot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where is the worst place you could imagine being blindfolded? Like, geographically? Situationally, geographically, you know. <clears throat> um, hmm. I, uh, ooh, I'm going to go with a medical facility okay. in which I am scheduled to have a procedure. It's a good call. Good call. I would like to see where I'm going in a, as well. Like if you're I, just, I, <laughs> I need to know everything that is happening. I need a play by play. I need to be able to see it. Yeah. You need to talk me through it. There is you gotta no. Read the waivers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> like ah uh, yeah. Like okay yeah no that's that works. Yeah they're like and here, here we go. Corn, <laughs> uh, what about you? Worst places that you could be blindfolded. Worst place to be blindfolded. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's. I would say. Hmm, some somewhere where I'm like in imminent danger. Okay. Like that's a good call. Uh, I don't know. Like an on an NFL football field. <laughs> during the game. An active NFL yeah. football yeah, field. Yeah, yeah, an yeah. Active game. Yeah. Like, hey, you got to get from one end to the other. Ooh, yeah. Hike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I my brain immediately yeah, I'm just went rumbling. <laughs> You're like, "Huh, am I a, like they blindfold you and then put you in a place and like, where do you think you are? Uh Am I on the set of Lion King? Yeah. Like, am I at the stampede part? You're not wrong, but you are wrong." <laughs> yeah. Uh my brain immediately went like rush hour traffic, but then I was like, "Oh, mm, yeah." I mean, I, I'd, I'd probably get rear-ended if anything, because I would just would not put the wouldn't put my foot on the gas at all, and I'd just be like, "And just hit me, just just hit me, mm-hmm. all right." Um, but then I thought, like, the Philadelphia Zoo has these catwalks where, like, the cats, the big cats, literally walk around the um, walk around like the, the zoo, and it's a pretty neat you know, exhibit because you get to see the big cats like just walking and you're like, wow, that's really cool. But also it's kind of scary. But yeah, there's a place where the gorillas and the the ape house, I don't know why I'm still holding the microphone, is like within like five feet of one of the tunnels, like one of the tubes. And I always wonder if the apes escaped and they, would they, would they break that and then free the big cats and then the real trouble comes because you're like, oh, great. Mm. Like tigers, lions, and gorillas. Oh, my. Um, Planet of the Apes style. Yeah, right? Um, yeah. But just in general, I would never want to be inside of a gorilla enclosure blindfolded. See, I, as soon as you started talking, I thought about it. I was going to change my answer. Just like the Amazon range. <laughs> Because you can like, hear everything still. Li- literally anything I touch could kill me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm also like one of my five senses has been taken away from me. So I am no longer like apex predator top dog yeah. out here. I, I am severely <laughs> hampered. I would, I would like for my sense to be taken away in that situation as touch. I don't want to feel the animal rip me apart. Mm-hmm. I have, I see That'd it, be a good smell it, yeah. hear it. Sure. I don't want to feel it. Like... But yeah, no, being blindfolded in like the rainforest is because you hear everything and every like, yeah, you're, al- terrifying. you're already paranoid enough from the thought of it, of like, you're in that you, you're looking around to see what's there. You can't see now and you hear a crack and you're like, uh, oh no, no, Twigs have you. behind you. I shit my pants immediately. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good one. That, that's a fetal position. You just, yeah, you just I, get low and you up. just hope, you just hope yeah. that. Nothing finds you for twelve hours. Yeah, I that that's that's probably not a yeah no. I mean, if you if you make twelve hours, I think that's a that's a win. That wherever I'm wherever I end up going in the afterlife, I'm that's where I'm putting that right on the chest. Like survive twelve hours in the in the Amazon blindfold, and all I got was a ticket to this place. Uh, <laughs> like, why? Why did you do that? Yeah. Thought it'd be fun. I lost, I lost my fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be horrible. God. That, imagine if, like, the lawlessness of uh, fantasy football, like, loser penalties, punishments, 
like was allowed like all right you lo- uh, like no 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 we would never allow people in a in the gorilla enclosure oh you lost Sorry, your you, you lost you, yeah, lost, you lost come on in come right. on in get this guy in here well, thanks, buddy. <laughs> oh yeah. you drafted aaron Rodgers. <laughs> uh yeah you just have to start doing jackass stunts when you lose your fantasy football yeah i i, I also it. I also think just in general, being in chest high water blindfolded would be awful. I, so I Ooh. was going to change my answer to being out at sea. That's, like, yeah. that does not sound like yeah. a good time. I don't know why that came to my mind either. I was just like, yeah, no, that would suck. I was just being like, you're in the water and you're like, Mm-mm. okay, where am I? And you're trying to like hear for it- anything that would mean help. Would it actually be worse? Because I, I'm I'm thinking about being out on on the open sea, not blindfolded. That's pretty. <laughs> that's a pretty dire situation already. I'm in. I'm in. All you can see for miles is just water, and you know nothing coming around. Like blindfolded might just be like, all right, just. Yeah, I guess you're. Yeah, like hone my other senses. Like having, maybe I can hear a ship coming. <laughs> having, having like, being able to see something come approach you uh and not being able to do anything because you know whatever that is it can either swim faster than you or can swim longer than you yes mm-hmm. uh I, whereas like if you're blindfolded you're just like okay just take me now take whatever it is take me swiftly take me quietly uh yeah yeah no maybe maybe being blindfolded in the water isn't the worst case of being i just hate the ocean man it's the it's it's terrifying yeah it's terrifying. i hate it i hate it it's never fun. Went on a boat in the ocean one time. I was deaf. My like the whitest of knuckling, the holding on to the holding on to the, the railing of just like, don't get too close to the other railing, just in case something happens. You go in. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm sitting there. Katie took this picture of me. I'm sitting there with my, uh, you know, my I got my my swim trunks. I got my uh, life vest. I'm just hand gripping, just being like. As far as just like as into the if I could go into the wall, I would have gone into the wall. Uh, she's like, Oh, it looks so cute. Look at you, pensive, you know, you're just like looking out into the water. And I was like, Look at my hand, look at my hand. Because I, <laughs> I wasn't looking at the water, like, Wow, this is great. I was looking at the water, I'm like, This is where I die. This, this is where I die. Uh, no, the ocean, no good, no good. Um, either of you guys got a got a another worst place to be blindfolded. Because I'm trying to think of, <clears throat> oh, man, um, doctor's office, Amazon rainforest. Ooh. Somewhere high. If you were Ooh. like, hey, we're going to put you up on top of this skyscraper. Oh, by the way, you can't see. Good luck. No. Again, also might not be so bad to n- be able to not see. Because if you're like at the top of it in a way where like you could fall off of it. I think you'd rather, I don't know, maybe I'd rather, I don't know if I'd want to be able to see myself falling. No. (laughs) No. I'd rather know where the edge is. That's fair. Yeah. In being able to keep myself from falling than just like, I can't move at all. And then your sense of balance is thrown off because you can't. Sight is very Mm. important with your proprioception and Mm. your balance. That's true. Fun fact. So dude, no. right, that's a medical professional. Uh, that's they, yeah. <laughs> it's common sense, but it's also medical advice. Uh, 
Uh, let's see. I, you know, I probably wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want to be in a corn maze blindfolded. I, I don't. I don't like being a corn maze time. with. A, <laughs> yeah, but you're the corn man. Uh, yeah. That's the difference. Like you're you're one with the corn. Me, uh, no, no. Uh, and in fact, I just don't like being in like naturally made places that are bigger than me. So like. I can be in like a room or a house that's bigger than me, but when I see a corn stalk for like miles and it's taller than me, and I'm like, I don't like this feeling of being small. Like man makes things, man make man feel small. Nature not supposed to make man feel small, and yet here I am with a stalk of corn going like a, like oh boy. Also, I blame countless horror movies of like. You know, the guy just jumps out and like kills you. I don't like that idea. Don't like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are probably corn maze. Corn maze being blindfolded, not fun. You're already lost enough. Now I, now I can't even see where I'm going. I'm walking into corn, getting all itchy. No, thank you. Mm -mm. Very itchy. Uh, yeah, that's all, that's all I got. I can't think of anything other ones that were like not good. Um, my other contextual question is, if there was a war between Canada and Texas, just the state of Texas, versus the entire country of Canada, okay? Yeah. Who you got? Who's invading who? I would say te uh, I would say Canada is invading Texas. Mm -hmm. Okay, that gives that gives Texas a. a Strong advantage. The humidity will absolutely destroy Canada. <laughs> Agreed. They do have whole whole field. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plus, if the Texans have all their guns at hand, they are going to have significantly more than if they have to carry them all the way up there. Mm -hmm. I feel so like they stand your ground. <laughs> yeah, I feel like though the Texas on their if they were marching into Canada, they would have amassed more guns along the way than they would uh, than they would have left with. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. They gotta go through Oklahoma, Montana. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it, the yeah, no. I've, I I do agree the home field advantage is in Texas's uh in in Texas favor. So I looked it up. Okay. 29 million people in Texas. Okay. 38 million in Canada. Wow. I think Texas, Texas has a really strong... They have a good chance. They have a really good chance at this. Yeah. I think I have to take Texas. Okay. In Yeah. In defense of their own state, I would I would take ten, Texas. And I don't even think it's really that close. I think it's like pretty handedly Texas. Texas in five. If the shoe were on the other foot and yeah. Texas was invading Canada... That is like Texas is big. Canada is so big. And you have to go to so many places to get all the Canadians. Like you have to spread well, yourselves thin. Yeah, it's they true. Can, they can always just go north and they're gonna have the home field advantage by going like up into the Yukon. Exactly. Where there's yeah, no like, there's retreat. nothing up there but be but bears. The bears are gonna kill the Texans and then the Canadians will just sweep them up. Yeah, anybody that yeah. any Texans that beat the bear, the moose. The moose, they come through. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The meese are big. <laughs> now, could you imagine? 
<laughs> there's like say, I'm thinking of like them coming in fleets of like divisions. There's the, there's the there's the Moose Division. There's the Royal Mounted Police Division. There's the the Vancouver Pothead. There, <laughs> there's the highly stressed by the economic way uh, the economic uh, economics like standing of Toronto. They're like look. Yeah. I was told if I kill p- enough people in Texas and we win, I will be able to afford a one-bedroom, uh, you know, three hundred <laughs> square foot apartment in Toronto. It'll be, this will be great. Yeah. Like, meanwhile, Texas, is like I just, I just want the windmills to not freeze. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> can we? Can my power grid not die in the summer and the winter? That would be that would be great. Oh man. You get you get Texas trying to invade Canadian snow. It is game over. Oh yeah, they, it's yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. game. What is this? What is, is this cocaine? They got cocaine here. They're stopping. They're stopping in North Dakota. They aren't even. They're not gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna kill. They're They're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna kill the forty-five people who live in North Dakota and like, yep, we did it. We beat Canada. Good enough. Somebody's gonna be like, wait, guys, we didn't. This is Fargo, North Dakota. No, it's Fargo, Canada. North Northern Department of Canada. That's that's Fargo. That's as far as I go. I tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking about that. If they had to, if they had to invade Canada, they'd probably get lost in you know north parts of Montana and and North Dakota. Like, mm-hmm. oh, there's only like forty people here. We did good. <laughs> we did good. Yeah. Thought it'd be somebody. Better. Somebody beat us here. <laughs> Damn, they ran scared. They're afraid of us. <laughs> Meanwhile, you see one with an American flag. He's trying to be one of us. I'm from Montana, man. Like, just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, all right. So we got Canada. If it was neutral ground, say... Fighting in Nebraska. Fighting in Nebraska, yeah. I'm, Among the I'm corn. S- I'm still taking I'm still, the Texans. Yeah, I think we take Texas there. Imagine, what was that? I guess it was 38-29. What's that, 50-67? Almost seventy million people just converging in Nebraska. It'd be the most exciting thing to ever happen in Nebraska. (laughs) You're not not wrong at all. It's like, ah, man, Tom Tom Frost. He he's better get a he better get a he better get a ten win season here. Yeah, seventy million people converging in a war. Got to got to win the Big Ten North at least. Yeah. <laughs> 70 million people converging in a war is that's just the big 10 that's just the big 10 big, West. Ten, big 10 football baby uh yeah <laughs> that's establishing the run <laughs> midman's watching the film and he's just like see now this is where this guy this canadian guy went wrong see he should have hit the hole here and he would have taken out three or four texans before he got got yeah he lost contain. <laughs> See, he had the moose here. If he just took the moose, goes. Eh, eh, eh. It's, he takes out seven seven of them. Uh, <laughs> he's wearing. He says with no lateral quickness. You, you got to you got to move side to side on the moose. Yeah. You, you get a moose running straight at you. You're done. You're done. You, there's nothing you're you can done. do. The closeout speed of a moose is ridiculous. It, it's, it's astounding. <laughs> the reason why I bring all that up. Today's topic involves blindfolding in Texas versus Canada. In 2005, Total Nonstop Action, otherwise known as TNA Wrestling, had their first ever lockdown pay-per-view. Now, you may think, oh, lockdown pay-per-view, cool name, that's cool. Probably has a gimmick. It does have a gimmick. 
there's the lethal lockdown match. It's like a five on five, six on six, kind of like uh, the war games match where there's teams, two teams, and they each take turns entering the match, and the match doesn't officially start until everyone's entered the match, and there's no rules, and there's a there's a there's a ceiling on the cage and everything. But they decided for shits and giggles to make every match on the card be in a steel cage match. Every match was a steel cage match. There were, I had this up and I just scrolled up. There were eight matches on the pay-per-view and all eight of them were in a steel cage match. Now, what we're doing was, is... Was it all the same steel cage? Yes, they just... Steel cages? No, 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 all the same steel cage. And they okay. and they, okay. they brought... Just stacking the bodies. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. Just, just, keep... <laughs> just, just get them out of the ring and... <laughs> no, they just set, push them to the side. They set up the steel cage and let it be up for the whole night. But we're picking one match from this. Now there was a couple ones. There was a six sides of steel tables match. It's basically a table match in a cage, but you can't leave the cage to get the table, so it's it's weird. I don't. I didn't want to do that one because that one's. Not as much fun. But the one we did, I did decide to do is a two out of three falls match. Except it has a little twist to it. It's called the Prince of Darkness match. It's the only time the Prince of Darkness has ever had a match. The Prince of Darkness match, I should say. It was the first time. It's not the Prince of Darkness. It's the Prince of Darkness match. And you basically have to beat your opponent twice in three falls. The first two falls, they finish how they finish. But if it goes to a third fall... Both competitors will be blindfolded. Yeah. And in, they're inside of a steel cage. Maybe not the best place to be blindfolded in. Also, this match is between Cody Rhodes' older brother, Dusty Rhodes' oldest son, Dustin Rhodes, representing Texas, and Bobby Roode, member of Team Canada, representing Canada. So... As I said, we're going to find out who's going to win, Texas or Canada, in a Prince of Darkness match. Why not just call it a blindfold, two out of three falls, still, nope, had to call it a Prince of Darkness match. That's so much better. It is great. Honestly, props to whoever came up with that. That's but great. It misleads you because you're like, oh, Prince of Darkness. The Prince of Darkness is going to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the devil See, himself, all right. Um, no one does. <laughs> and I was- this is a catchy. This is a catchy phrase. All right, yeah, Corn. Who do you think wins, Dustin Rhodes or Bobby Roode? Not straying. We already. I'm going to tie it into the episode. We already talked a little bit about Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Uh, I know Grum has a has a great Dusty Rhodes impression. He loves to break out. Yep. Uh, We've already declared Texas the winner of the Texas versus Canada battle. I can't imagine something American-made creating a Canadian victor uh, over a Texan. So I am going to go with Dustin Rhodes as a victory here. Now, if he wasn't from Texas, right, and he was representing, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, say, like, you know, Kentucky – do you like do you like do you like Bobby Roode's odds against the I still, Kentucky? No, I still no. I still think Kentucky's too pure, you know, pure blooded American. 
to to have Canada trump them? Are you kidding and me? That's fair. Yeah, no, good call, good call. I just was like trying to pick another one that wasn't too far north because then it gets too similar. You know, you're like, oh, yeah. like Illinois. Uh, you know, Illinois. I then Illinois. I, we can start getting into some conversations about Illinois versus Canada. I mean, that that might be a little bit closer match. Maybe, maybe, but. Boom, who do you got? Dustin Rhodes or Bobby Roode? I have many Canadian friends, and they will probably disown me, but I'm going to take Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they, they're they they're going to disown you. If I, know the, if I know these Canadian friends like I think I know these <laughs> Canadian friends, they're going to revoke your citizenship pass uh, that they... That they, they, they lure you in with that. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. you know how many of them I'm, have offered... I'm an, I'm an honorary Canadian, I've been told. So honorary have I. Canadian. So have I, and yet... Where's where's my honorary Canadian ship, huh? Where is it? Where is my, you know, hey, hang out here for a year while America settles, figures out what's going on. Like that's what I'm on about. You know, yeah. where I've been an honorary Canadian for seven years. You know, where's my where's my where's my where's the benefits? The, perk, the you know? perks just aren't yeah. there. Where's my honorary Canadian healthcare? Yeah, where's yeah. it at? Just a little bit. As a treat, please. Just a smidge. Just a, just a medication, please. <laughs> yeah, can I have a medication? My family is dying. <laughs> Stop spending $3,000 on candles, <laughs> corn. Uh, uh, but yeah, we're going to watch that. We'll watch that. It's from Lockdown 2005 TNA, Dustin Rhodes, Bobby Roode, Prince of Darkness match here on the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. Hey, everybody. Just taking a moment here to tell you about what we got going on at the Patreon, support.grum.tv, where you can get all of your nice dork side content early and uh, well, definitely ad free, definitely ad free for this stuff. But you get early and exclusive content. That's what I meant to say. Early and exclusive content over on support.grum.tv. I'm talking about early episodes, early TikToks, early videos. You got the Sami Zayn, you know, if you haven't seen that yet, go watch out on YouTube. The Sami Zayn, a hero he didn't know he needed. That was early. You got that a, a full 48 hours early and a version that was supposed to go up. You've got uh, the watch-alongs, like the first ever Buried Alive match with AJ Baby Boy and Connor Lane and myself watching that in the 1996 Buried Alive in your house. All that and more on the support.grum.tv. That's the Patreon. I appreciate it. For as low as a dollar, you become a patron, and it grows up. There's five, ten, and twenty-five dollar tiers. Twenty-five dollar tiers get exclusive episodes that you don't get anywhere else. You don't get them. They don't hit the main feed. It's full-on watch-along. It's great stuff, good stuff, and you also get to like, you know, make a make a demand of me doing a voice with my macho man. Oh yeah, go over there. Go to support that from the TV. Yeah. Or you can ask for my Dusty Rhodes impression, baby. And you can tell, tell me, take the American dream, baby. And you can have him do all you want. That's bad, baby. Uh, my Dusty's a little rusty there, I think. Either way, look, I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for your continued support on support.com.tv. That's the Patreon one more time. Just need to get it out there. Also, your continued free support. It doesn't cost you anything. On Twitter, Instagram, at DorksideRing, at IMGrum. TikTok, YouTube, Dork Side of the Ring. Uh, yeah, Dork Side of the Ring. I appreciate that. And leaving five-star reviews and ratings on every podcast app that you know of and I do too. I appreciate that. Now, let's get back to this episode. 
Uh, we're back here on the dork side of the ring. Boom. First impressions. First impressions are, you know, there is so much going on that uh, I I was thoroughly entertained. Just when you thought it was over, it wasn't. Mm -mm. And then you thought it would be over again? No. Would you say you were on the edge of your seat the whole I, time? I would say don't watch that match blindfolded. That's what I would say. <laughs> you'd be, you'd be <laughs> robbing yourself a disservice. <laughs> you would be. Corn. what about you? First impressions of the Prince of Darkness, Darkness death match. I, I'm, I'm questioning the validity of it because <laughs> Dustin Rhodes had to have smelled like diesel fuel and smoked meats. <laughs> How did he not know where he was? That man was wildly Texan. I don't like he had to reek of Texas. So I had, had to, to sting his Canadian nostrils. Maybe the the amount of pure American man that was in that ring. So that's I don't know. That, that, what happened? I yeah, I I feel like Boom, if you had to describe what you think Dustin Rhodes smelled like. We have well, um, diesel, diesel fuel, and, and what was it? What was it, corn? Smoked meats. Smoked meats, meat. yeah. yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Maybe add just a touch of uh, whiskey and a little mm -hmm. bit of cigarette smoke. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cigarette smoke would be a strong. Yeah, That's stagnant. Like, it, like, so, yeah. like, you can definitely tell, like, somebody's car who has been a smoker's car, but they haven't smoked in it in a while, but it's just hanging there. It's there. Yeah, it's always it's, there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good thing. What Stuck think, in the fabric. What do you think Bobby Roode smelled like? Maple syrup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pine. Yeah. And, and sweat, because he didn't wear literally any clothes. No. No, no. He came prepared to wrestle a wrestling match, not a Prince of Darkness death match. Uh, True. <laughs> Dustin Rhodes True. came out. Can we talk about that jacket? Uh, I know Boom wants to talk about that jacket because Boom, I do. Boom, what, what, what's going on with this jacket he's wearing? That man did not spare any expense on leather whatsoever. True. That... Leather so hat. The it all comes down to the pants, all right? The yeah. pants were the main event mm -hmm. in that 20 minutes. And so he needed a jacket that was going to complement the pants. More shiny leather. Yes. <laughs> and more flames. Is yeah. that complementary pieces? Just adding more, flames, of, more of the thing. I thought uh, I thought it, was, it, it did. Oh, was, was it not flames? They didn't look very so. flamey. They looked very okay. tribal armband I'm, tattoo. <laughs> like it looked like he saw somebody's arm at the gym and was like, "Brother, that's a good. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good design. It's pretty sick, man." Can I put that on my? Can I put that on my leather pants? I got these new leather pants. I really love, I want to wrestle in them. Uh, he had them. Either he is far more like he has either like a baby torso or he had those pants hiked up because like he's a tall man. I think he's like six, 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 seven, but most of him was definitely those bright red leather pants. And yeah. that is definitely a decision 
Because the other in the clip I watched earlier, he's just wearing black denim and a black cut, you know, cut off t shirt. And he just swapped out for the pants for the pay per view. He said, I'm going to be something special tonight. Hot, tried out my, my hot red, my hot reds. Yeah, my 3254 leather, <laughs> red leather pants. I think it's a shame he didn't wrestle in the jacket, to be honest. I think he could have done it. That, that's, At least taking the yeah. first fall in it. Yes. yes. And then, then, like, rip, then it's yes. like, oh, yeah, that, that's like, oh, shoot. Me. I got to take it oh, off. Oh, shoot. You got to get mm-hmm. serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Um, now, he had a he had the, the leather hat, the leather cowboy hat, leather jacket. Mm-hmm. Uh, coat, coat, cloak, coat. I'd say coat, coat. coat definitely so not. It was kind of like a. It was almost like a duster. Like, like a dust. Yeah, duster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, what the hell was on the back of it? It was a. Uh, it was just the Lone Star. That's right. It just said Lone yeah. Star, and Lone then it had Star. Dr. for for Dustin Rhodes. And mm-hmm. I was again an interesting thing to be like. I'm I'm Lone Star Dustin Rhodes, and it's like. What do you mean you're a lone star? Like, are you by yourself? Like, your dad also works here. Like, like yeah, I built like, this all, built this brand myself. <laughs> Definitely not a child of nepotism. Back to back nepo baby shines. Yeah. Spots. Uh, yeah, no, it's like I'm the lone star. Oh, you're like the lone star. Oh, like you're the only star. Oh, then you're in the main event. Second match. This is why I can beat traffic. <laughs> Real star, yep. real star treatment. You know, I'm not the headliner. Headliner, that they're a sucker. I'm not. I'm trying to get out, I'm trying to get in, get yep. out. Uh, <laughs> and then the the shirt is really what threw, what, what puts it over the top because it's his face, mm-hmm. but they put with the goatee with the goatee. Yep. But they put the Texas flag on his face, <laughs> and it's a lone star state of mind. And on the back, it just says. Enough said. Enough said. said. Enough said. Like yeah, you would see it a, at a boardwalk, <laughs> like or you yeah. see it on Facebook, uh, Facebook bad T-shirt group. <laughs> like no, no explanation needed. This is like, said. Do you think anybody wondered where he was from? I hope not. <laughs> so are you from Texas? Or you just like Texas? Like uh, see that could be that could have been misconstrued as like. Hey, I was born in New Mexico, but I grew up in Texas. Yeah. Then people, he has to like overcompensate for the fact that he was born <laughs> in Albuquerque, but he lives now in El Paso. Like he grew up in El Paso, but his deep dark secret is that he's from Las Cruces, New Mexico. Yeah, he spent he spent the first eight years of his life in uh, in. Uh, in Albuquerque, you know, and he's yeah. like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, like, not a lot of people know this, but can you imagine just on a first date and they're like, what's, what's it, you know, what's like a little secret? And he's like, I've never told anybody this. I, I didn't live in Texas until the fifth grade, <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's interesting. You're, you seem like a very Texas guy. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah, your shirt says Lone Star. Memorabilia for not being in Texas. That's crazy. Uh, it's my pride in Texas, you know? I was I yeah, should have no, always... Totally. <laughs> Instead of like, ah, oh, man, I was born in the wrong generation. I was born in the wrong state. 
You know, I, I I was sure, sure, I was born in New Hampshire, but I really should have been born in Texas. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> spiritually, <laughs> my body was born in Vermont, but <laughs> but spirit, my soul came from Texas. Yeah, wait, you've lived in Vermont your whole life? Yes, sir. The hell did you get that yeah. accent? I'm a I'm a Texas Texas born Texas bred. I'll be when I die, I'll be Texas dead. Except you live in Vermont. Your entire uh, yes, sir. <laughs> so that's what's so funny to me it's about this. <laughs> Texans and Canadians are so diametrically opposed geographically, except for except for Alberta. Alberta, to my okay. knowledge, that's Alberta is is yeah. is the Texas of of Canada. I have I have heard this. I haven't experienced like, it, but yeah. Your typical Canadian, they just don't strike me as like someone who they're just on two separate sides of everything. Yeah, no, that's why it's very funny that we decided to have that match, and then the good guy is the guy from Texas because yes. America, and the bad guy it, is well, from Canada because Canada. How dare they have free health care? I mean, you said it yourself. <laughs> Patriotism, man. Oh, dude, yeah the the stranglehold the stranglehold that post nine eleven patriotism had on pro wrestling. I, pro wrestling has always historically been about like playing into like nationalism. Like in World War Two, the the evil bad guys were German or Japanese, you know, or Italian. Except for in New York, where the Italians are like, "Yeah, no, we're the good guys." Um, in New York City, uh, but like, and that that also applied elsewhere. Like wrestling in Japan, the Americans, the Gaijings, were evil Americans. That's that was your whole thing. You went over there to work. You were evil American, which, mm. I, you know, I just could have just said American. I feel it's a little redundant at times, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like. Uh, 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 like uh, Carrie Von Eric, like his dad, um, uh, his whole thing was being a evil German in 1940 Texas, and then he goes and has kids in Texas. They they use the same name, the same last name, Von Eric, and they're like, "Yeah, I love these boys. They're good old Texas boys." Like they, their dad was basically being a Nazi in pro wrestling, and he's like, "No, I don't know what you're talking about. I never saw that in my life." I'm from Vermont. Um, But, like, yeah, the nationalism in America, or not America, but just in pro wrestling has been always weird because when you look at it, it's always meant to be like, oh, like, this guy's bad because he's Japanese or he's Russian or he's Iranian or all this stuff. But then, like, when you think about it, you're like, oh, wait, there are people... In America, who are from those, you know, from that lineage, had the heritage from that area of the world, have family from there, and they're like, wait, why don't my boo in the Iron Sheik? Like, he reminds me of my dad, or he reminds me of my grandpa. <laughs> like, he just sits there and be, is, a, is a big Iranian man. Why? Like, it's always, you know, which, you know, in 2005, it's even more of a, like, America is clearly more of a, 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 you know, melting pot than it is in terms of, like, uh, influences. So, like, we even saw the guys who were, like, wearing Team Canada shirts telling people to stop cheering for USA. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Cut it out. No. Like, we're not cheering for USA right now, all right? Like, cheer for Texas or something, man. Like, but it's just wild that it's like, yeah, 2005, we're going to make this guy just be from Texas, and that's going to be enough to get people to chant USA. Uh, or these guys are from Canada. They, they're proudly from wherever they are, which is different than, you know, Dustin Rhodes, who is proud of where he is from. So don't boo him because he's from Texas, though, because that's America. Mm-hmm. And I always think of it. reminds me of uh, <laughs> there's a match. I want to say it was like 2011, maybe 2012. But it was between Wade Barrett, who's from England, and Ezekiel Jackson, who I believe is Guyanese. Yeah. And people were chanting. USA, when neither of the guy in the match is from USA. And it's not like, uh, oh, they're they're portraying somebody. No, they were literally all both born, and they're billed from where they were. (laughs) And they're like, USA. It's like nobody you're cheering for. Are you cheering for the referee or something? Like, (laughs) like, when we got to check if the referee's even from America, you know? Jesus Christ. But, like, yeah. Where where was the match? Uh, Washington, D.C. There it is. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was. I think it was capital uh, punishment, which is also a wild name to name a pay per view. You're like, yeah, capital punishment. Like, what? What's going no. on? These are certainly words that <laughs> go together. It's, it's a very loose. Within the capital, people are being punished. Capital punishment, baby. Clearly, surely, there's no. Stronger meaning for that or anything? No, no. Hey, Ooh. did you wait a second? What's this about capital punishment? It's like the, uh, it's like the Norm Macdonald. Like when he finds out about Hitler, he's like, "This looks like a charming guy." Wait a second. It says here, he led the Nazi party. He killed a bunch of Jewish people. You know, I'm starting to think that this Hitler guy was not not, not a good dude. And it's like <laughs> only Norm could get away with like telling the way he delivered it. Uh, but yeah, so RIP to to one of the goats, uh, (laughs) the, the match itself, I, we didn't get a really good recap of why it would be, why it was a going, like what made it be a Prince of Darkness match at all until the third fall started. And Mike Tanay is like, it's a Prince of Darkness match because with the blindfold on, you can't see anything. Wild. And you're like, well, well then exactly. what, what who, does that mean the winner is the Prince of Darkness? Like, do they get a trophy or something? Like, I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> I really See, do think. Go ahead. See, I think they, I think they should have leaned into the, the blindfold aspect a little bit more. Got mm-hmm. one of those, like, really cinematic, like, karate movie shots where they're applying the blindfold. They get, like... Uh, like talk from Avatar the Airbender, like she can feel the vibrations and locate her opponent just by the way he stepped in the ring. But no, they just bumbled around like idiots for <laughs> a minute and a half. Because it wasn't until about like halfway through that we learned they're not blindfolds, they're hoods. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because. <laughs> That changes everything. <laughs> it does because now you go from being like you know looking like you're gonna take a nap. You know you have your you have your sleep blinders on to you look like you're getting kidnapped uh, and taken somewhere. 
They're like a low-grade bank robber. <laughs> I can't see shit in these. We're supposed to cut holes in them. I can't see fucking shit in these. <laughs> like, uh, was, that, was that Django? Where, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my, my wife cut these holes in him. <laughs> well, your wife can sh- sucks dick and cutting holes in him. <laughs> I can't see. Just take it off. Well, then everybody's going to see what we look like. <laughs> Just wild. And and the thing is, is like, in, so the very first, to my knowledge, one of the first ever uh, res, er, uh, blindfold matches was at WrestleMania 7. Yeah, WrestleMania, er, I think 7. I don't remember. It's 7, yeah, yeah, 7. And it's between Jake the Snake Roberts and Rick the Model Martell. And... They have the hoods on, but with the advent of better technology and whatnot, you can actually see that, like, the hoods were transparent where their face were. So they could see the whole time, but, you know, from, from you know, the first row you couldn't tell, you know, and then yeah. sure is not on television back then in the 80s, you can't fucking see, you can't, you couldn't tell that. But, like, now you're like, oh, like, oh, there's different shades of the color black. Like, this is incredible. You can see, <laughs> you can see all this stuff. So they do they do the whole thing and they do the whole bit of like they uh, like Jake the Snake like stomps the f- stomps the ring and that makes Rick Martel like come to him and he just like stomps it and then like walks like walks a bit to the right and then when he when he hears Rick come over he's like all right cool now I'm gonna dog pile on him a little bit <laughs> but yep. Uh, perfect strategy exactly right or you know or he was having the crowd he was doing the thing that like dustin was doing where he's like pointing and the crowd is like no no but obviously it's a bigger crowd who actually enjoys being where they're at and not wondering like how the fuck i get here uh (laughs) because dustin's doing that but he's also not giving them any time because he's like he's like pointing every direction before they can be like come to a consensus of like no and it's just like uh, you're just you're just you're doing everything right, but you're doing it all wrong. Uh, like, stop it! Uh, the thing, boom! You call. I didn't want to. I didn't want to give it away because I mean, I, I I watched the match while I recorded it. But when you're like, I hope they hit the ref, and I said, "Oh, this," I was just like, "Ooh." This I was, yeah. the, well, I wasn't expecting them to both take him out. That was <laughs> that was the best part. They both were mm-hmm. like. We're just gonna, we're just gonna. <laughs> oh, something touched me. Close <laughs> the ref. Yeah, it took him clean out, and then Scott Scott Demore, great job outside the ring. He was just shaking the fences. <laughs> He's like, kick out. Most <laughs> useful cage man of all time. Yeah. The most, or the most, sorry, the most useless. <laughs> the most useless. He's the reason that. That uh, Bobby Rude, Rude lost that. that Bobby Rude lost that match. He's the one that introduced the chair into the equation. That is true. He's the one that walked in the flagpole hockey stick, uh, trying to beat down the other uh, Dustin Rhodes laying on the ground. <laughs> then he gets hit with the chair, and then they're both down. And then <laughs> he, he was the downfall of his own man. That he was. I would say he's. I would say he was slightly more useful than the uh, the derpy guy A one. Which again, yes. naming your ha- having your entire get, having your name be like synonymous with a steak sauce is also a, it's a choice. Certainly a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, A one was just kind of there looking goofy. 
uh, at least Scott Demore was like, you know, giving strategy and whatnot, yes. and like, you know, support and whatnot. The uh, <laughs> yelling at the commentators. Yeah, yelling at the commentators, and they're like, oh, he stank. His breath stinks, man. <laughs> Which is such a such a like an absolute like incredible insult. Like that's how you get mm-hmm. really, that's how you get somebody to think like in their own head. You're like, dude, your breath stinks, and you're like. Well, no, it doesn't. I, br- I brushed them this. I brushed my teeth this morning. I, right. <laughs> oh no! Like, <laughs> garlic for lunch. And then it's just, it's just, and they're like, he's like Don West. he's like, oh god, I could smell his breath. It was so bad. He really. Need, it's just like, call the one part of me is like, call the match. But also, part of me is keep telling me about his stinky breath. Yeah. Like, what did it smell like? It was far more entertaining. Yeah. What like? <laughs> Give me details. What do you get notes of? Yeah. <laughs> like, be like Remy from Ratatouille, where you're like, exactly. <laughs> you know, where it just focuses on Don West as the, everything around him goes black. And there's like, see, he's like, I got sense of salmon. I got sense of arugula. I got a sense of, of some Gouda cheese, but then horseradish for some reason. And it's like, Ugh. like a good sandwich. <laughs> I'm hungry. Sorry. Sorry, corn. No <laughs> eating. No eating after ten. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Listen. Listen to we my doctor. Sleep for dinner tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> listen to my doctor. Uh, <laughs> called intermittent fasting. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I them being blindfolded was great because they're they maybe touched once the entire time they were blindfolded, uh, and then when they did take the referee out, Dustin Rose is like going to cover him, and he's like, "Wait a second, he's got a shirt on." Like. <laughs> Wrestling wrestlers should not have logic. They shouldn't use logic, except for when it's hilarious that they have logic. <laughs> like he's like, I want to pin this man. Wait, he's wearing a shirt. Bobby Roode wasn't wearing a shirt. This isn't Bobby Roode. Ah, oh, fuck. This is the ref. Like, <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, shit. And then Bobby did the exact same thing with with Dustin, but it was different because he's wearing a shirt. It, the realization was like. Wait, this is a big. This is a fat man. This yes. is a, like, this you, is, you can watch him. He like, yeah. he's like, wait a second, hold on. I know these boobies. These are the boobies <laughs> of my manager. Uh, what happened here? Uh, and then uh, you know, fucking Dustin Rhodes gets the chair. They just back up to each other. They bump, and as Dustin turns around, just fucking smokes him with this with the steel chair for the one, two, three. Demolishes. Can we talk about how the chair ends up in the ring real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was quite a throw. It like, was. was. The fact that he did not hit a blindfolded man <laughs> is what I was, like, worried about. I'm like, if you're going to throw that in there, great. Second oh. of all, you hit no one. <laughs> like, and they were not in the way. That was wild to me. Well, that reminds me of the Royal Rumble when uh... – when Bobby Lashley eliminated Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar went like just started going imp- improv and was like destroying everything. And he takes the he takes the cover off of the of the announce desk that like is like the branding thing and whatnot. And he just fucking lawn darts it across the ring. And Bobby right. turns around as it goes past him and he's like, "What the fuck was that? Like, he just throw that shit at me." <laughs> You know, and he's like, he, he definitely did not mean to throw that shit at me. No, he didn't. He better not. <laughs> but then again, it's Brock Lesnar. Are you going to tell him that he shouldn't have done that? I'd rather be blindfolded in the Amazon than do that. <laughs> large man. It's a large, angry, and just an angry man at that point. But 
yeah, great, great throw. Threw it up high enough to get over the the cage, but not low, like not far enough that like it wouldn't land in the ring. Um, which is funny because we watched. Um, uh, I did. We did the electrified steel cage match that TNA did in two thousand and seven, and. Bubba Ray Dudley, brother, brother Ray, whoever, whatever, whatever you know him as, takes his titles. They come out with like every tag title they've ever held, and he throws them into the ring. Over, tries to throw them over a over a steel cage though, completely misses. Just hits like the not even the tippy top. He's like three feet from the top, and it's just like thud. <laughs> And then he throws the next one and it clears, but it's like, oh, he thought he had enough juice on that and he missed it by three feet. All right. But yeah, like all Scott Demore had two things to do. It was throw the chair in the ring and get decked. <laughs> and he got decked and he's like, ah, son of a bitch. It, like, I wish there was a mic. I wish like older wrestling was mic'd up the way it is now because I would have loved to hear Scott Demore yelling. About how Bobby was a dickhead who fucking... <laughs> like, you dickhead! You fucking dickhead! Oh, you got me! And they're like, wait a second, hold on. These boobs, these are not... This is not Texas. You don't make these kind of things in Texas. <laughs> I know everything's bigger in Texas, but god damn! I also I love how Dustin... The, the shirt was what cued him in on that being the ref, and not yeah. the man that's six inches and 70 pounds lighter than him. Yeah, like, nope. Clearly, just not the same person. Like, lifted up the man and put him on his back. Like, wait a second. Bobby Roode's a lot lighter than I thought. Wait a second. What was I grabbing? Really? Wait, this is a shirt. Shirt. Son hmm. of a bitch. <laughs> like, hmm. like, Bobby Roode, would he have put a shirt on? Would his blindfold yeah. give him a shirt? I wouldn't know. I was already wearing a shirt. Yeah, I was already blindfolded. He might have put a shirt on. I, there's no way I know. <laughs> Imagine you're like, yeah, no, hold on. While we're blindfolded here, let me put a shirt on so I get the the whole motif. Look like an executioner. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what they were like shawls. <laughs> <laughs> that covers the shoulders. I, what I want to know is those are exe- those are hoods, right? There's like executioner hoods, I, right? I think so. Where do you get them in 2000? I know that they're in Orlando, Florida. I know they they would have these events at like Universal Studios. And I'm sure that these were props laying around. But I'm going to be honest. I don't know where you're realistically getting executioner hoods in 2005. Unless you already own... And there's two of them. So they had to own multiple executioner hoods. Maybe there's a medieval times nearby? That's a good guess. I like that. Yeah. But with medieval medieval times is is pretty stingy. It's it, like the line is very thin in between <laughs> executioner hood and like dominatrix. That's clothing. True. That's they true. Yeah, are very similar. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. Uh... <laughs> I, 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 I <laughs> look. I know you're an expert of cracking bones, and all right, and we're gonna keep it at that. I'm actually yeah. Uh... <laughs> I've got a prior engagement. I got to <laughs> put the hood on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was just like, full body. <laughs> Always like be- back in the corner over here. <laughs> yeah. When when is that match? <laughs> um, let's see. Who comes closest to wearing a full on? I mean, there's been characters that are like dominatrix esque. 
um, there was oh, what was her name? So in two thousand, funny enough, in two thousand five, JBL was the uh, um, the world champion for WWE, and he had these two tag. T- he had this tag team that was a part of his group called the Basham Brothers, and they had a manager, and I fucking forget what her name was. Um, where was what was her name? It was like. <laughs> She was just like this tall dominatrix woman. Uh, oh, yeah, there it is Shaniqua. And she was just tall, leathered up woman uh, who would have the nine tail, like the, the nine tail whip. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know exactly. <laughs> Boom knows exactly who I'm talking I'm uh, familiar with her work. I'm well, I'm well versed in the. Uh... <laughs> The, I'm the just doc- a picture now. Yeah, I get. <laughs> I'm on, yeah. We're on the same page now. Yeah, uh-huh. Corn, uh-huh. Corn's like, all right, cool. Yeah, no, this is my. Yeah, no, actually, hold on. That's who my prior my engagements with. Hold on. Goddamn. We had Dustin Rhodes won. Both of you guys correcting your your guesses. Texas, Texas wins. USA, USA, USA. Now, if I told you that the war was between Canada and Texas were to be fought in Florida. Would you, that wouldn't have changed it. If anything, you, you might guess Florida gets involved, gets offended because they're not involved. Like, where are you fighting Texas in our home? Hold I, on a second. I closely relate Texans and Floridians <laughs> in a lot of ways. So, you know, it's Floridians like, uh, are just beach Texans. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, they are. They're the, they're the ones who went east. They're like, ah, I'm not close enough. I want to be on the other side of the Gulf of Mexico. Just yeah, just swamp Texans. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sw- swamp Texans. Swamp Texans. Yeah. <laughs> what does that make? What does that make Texan then? What they're they're if if Floridians are swamp Texans, are, are Texans just like the it's, the prime yeah. form? Like they are they? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Texan prime. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's desert Florida. Desert Florida. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. I still can't get over that there's only 9 million more people in Canada than Texas. Like, that's just... That's been boggling my mind for the last hour of just... So I've learned that there's a... I don't remember what it's called. There's a line. And, like, 80% of uh, Canadians live under it. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, the yeah, because the Yukons and everything. Right. Yeah. But even then, it's, like, still wild to think about, like... The, even so that like I don't know maybe it's just wild to me that like that many people with that like Toronto itself is one of the largest cities in the world so it's like mm-hmm. I think Toronto has like 10 oh, let's see uh, Toronto population right it's... Toronto's got 3 million people so oh, about about a, t- a little less than a tenth of the population is in one city one <laughs> like yep. mm-hmm. meanwhile like it's like Jesus like you know, there's that many people in like, I like Dallas is Dallas Fort Worth probably has. Double I'm gonna that? say five. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Population. Let's see here. I'm gonna see. We're gonna see six and a half million people. Yeah. That's double. <laughs> That's insane. That's so many people. It's just so many Texans, desert Floridians. I just 
dry, <laughs> shriveled up Floridians. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so, like I was talking about, last question uh, before I, we get to uh, final summations of everything. This was the second match of a card, of an eight-match card that had every match was in a steel cage match. You had immediately following it a four-man escape match. Except no one escapes. Like, the whole point is to not escape. It's just to eliminate people. Um, one by the by Shocker. <laughs> Sorry. Like, that's a, Jeff Hardy defeated Raven. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Hardy defeated Raven in a Six Sides of Steel tables match. Uh, America's Most Wanted defeated Team Canada in a mm. Six Sides of Steel strap match. It was a tough day for Team Canada. Tough day, tough day. Uh, Christopher Daniels defeated Elix Skipper in a Six Sides of Steel cage match, so a regular cage match. Then there was a lethal lockdown, which was Team Kevin Nash, which was BG James, Diamond Dallas Page, and Sean Waltman, so no Kevin Nash, taking on Jeff Jarrett, Monty Brown, and the Outlaw. The Outlaw is a wild... I, I'm trying to remember who... Oh, oh, it was Billy Gunn. That's right. Okay. Uh, and then in the main event was a standard Six Sides of Steel match for the TN, uh, the NWA world title uh, between... Uh, oh, no, sorry. The winner would win a title shot the following month. Uh, so not even for the title. They're just fighting for a shot at the title. What do you think the reception to this first ever every match in a cage match pay-per-view was going to say not great. I'm going to go very poor. Okay. Um, well, first a total of 775 people attended the event. That many. Yeah. (laughs) house. It was rated a six out of 10. Um, let's see. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find where. Okay, here we go. Uh, the he gave the lowest ranking to the so Wade Keller, the pro wrestling torch, like one of the more noted like critics and whatnot, gave the lowest ranking to the Prince of Darkness match at a fourth of a star. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> um, Let's see. I want to see if there's anything else talking about the uh, Prince of Darkness match. No. Okay. So it's generally like uh, it's not horrible, but it's definitely not good. Uh, <laughs> just TNA re- released a DVD counting the, down the top 50 moments in their history in 2007, and Lockdown was the first all steel cage match pay per view listed at 23. Like they're like, yeah, th- of the of the 50 things in our five year history that is great, this is right in the middle. <laughs> We're celebrating this, but not too much. <laughs> like, it's just absolute. <laughs> like, do you think a fourth of the star is a fair rating for the Prince of Darkness match? I was going to give it a fifth. Oh, okay. So it's, that's less than. So you, you yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. I, I was, the math, I did the math real quick. I was like, wait, is a, a fourth is more than a fifth. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I, not good. Not good. It was okay. A fifth of the star, though. Well, stars have five points. So that just, you know. So you're just taking the one. Okay. I'm just giving it 
just the well, one. I should say it was a fourth. Is it a fourth of a star out of five? Stars. Star five stars is okay. out of total, and he said, "I'm gonna give it a fourth, a fourth of, of, a star. of one star." Mm-hmm. I did, well, okay. In that case, I'd give it one star. Okay. So all right. So okay. One full star. One full star. Corn. See, you've just given me more ammunition for my pro wrestling sucks take. <laughs> I'm gonna be trotting out every time I am invited back to your podcast. Obviously, um, yeah. I will gladly bring you back too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it it stunk. Like the everything from like the the quick fall right away that was like maybe not a fall. Then the subsequent like five falls after that were that basically the same fall, but no, those weren't those weren't three. Those were just two. And then the the weird uh, like he's getting choked out. I'm gonna raise his hand. Oh, his, oh. Hand, falls. his hand falls. Third time. Oh, I got it. Yeah, they choked out of me, but my got my arm. Yeah, that was always the one thing that maybe like growing up, I'm like, that's weird. Why are they dropping it three times? Like to make sure he's not dead. It's like, why not do it after one? You know? And then yeah. naturally MMA becomes more popular and more mainstream. And then you're like, they just do one. And if it falls once, they're like, all right, he's dead. Like he like quick, <laughs> like, yeah. you know? And they're like, and w, like wrestling is like, fuck, we got to change it up. Like we, we're, 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 we're suspension of disbelief. Uh, we got to fix it. So, no. Uh, wrestling does not stink. Does not suck, Corn Man. Look here. If I find um, you, if I find your maze, if I find your it maze, suck. <laughs> it sucks sometimes. It no, no. This, this was objectively a bad match. It was not a good match. It was a fun match in the sense of how bad can this get? And it got bad. It got really bad. But also, they grabbed, the referee grabbed both of them and then got immediately clocked. So, well, <laughs> if you find yourself creating a wrestling match and saying to yourself, well, we're going to put it inside a steel cage. Stop there. Don't, <laughs> don't continue to say, okay, but what if, hear me out, both guys are blindfolded. The only way they could have, the only way they could have topped that, blindfold the ref as well. <laughs> it's like, right? Coming yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. Coming yeah. Around if everybody's now. blindfolded, Yeah. Yeah, uh, then you know what's the how would how would if you were all right. So if you were the referee, how are you? Are you just gonna constantly stay like this just in case you hear somebody like like? Do you just go like one two? He kicked out and he's like, I'm just still like I like he literally is dead. He got, he got shot. He's bleeding out. I didn't well, hear. <laughs> I didn't hear. I mean, to call it a death match and there be very <laughs> little death. I mean that, that it, there's you know like I true. I there was know. just a lot riding on this match <laughs> that they did not own up to. No. Mm-hmm. I want to know which came first, the concept of the match or the name of the match? Definitely. Definitely the name. The name. <laughs> so they're like, I will do Prince of Darkness match. Okay, yeah. well, what does that entail? I we don't know. Turn the lights off. So we're going to blindfold the, the, the wrestlers. For the whole match? No. Nope. <laughs> until they hit three falls. But... No one's counting, so they're gonna end up there anyways. So it's just the fact we do it. they did this again. I want to reiterate this. They had another 
blindfolded cage match at a lockdown pay-per-view just two years after this one. It's not. Again, when you when you hit when you got a hit, you keep playing it, all right? And, and when and you don't have a hit, event, right? No, that was like the third match. I think I, I think the I think the blindfold it, match got a better billing. It moved down the card. <laughs> it moved up the card. You know, let me see. It was the sixth match of the night. On a on a Ooh. on a on a sim on an eight match card, it was six. Well, it, oh, that's up there. It was a steel six sides of steel blindfold match that went on for ten minutes. <laughs> so wait, did they just that start was out blindfolded? Really, good or really bad. No, they were both blindfolded. But they but that match they started out blindfolded. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yikes! Mm. And they wrestled for almost ten minutes. <laughs> that's see, that's like what, like we were talking about with bits earlier. <laughs> there, there's a bit that's funny, yep. and then there's a long period of time in the middle where that bit is not funny. But if you push through. That if you just by pure force of will, yeah, push through the unfunny part of that bit, of that bit, you will get back to a funny bit. Correct. It'll happen. It's going to take a lot of, lot of bad middle time. Yeah, you can't get discouraged. They should have kept. That should have exactly. been an annual event. Is who's going to be in the blind six sides of steel blindfold match? And you just lean into it instead of being like, oh, "That's a bad idea." Like, no, no, no. Just go. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. <laughs> Hone your craft. Yeah. I, uh, I, this is wild. Uh, Corn, final thoughts? Anything that we did not cover, uh, that you wanted to talk, that you wanted to bring up from the match, uh, or anything on the dork side of the ring today? Uh, no, I don't. Just, I've, I've, I'm further, uh, embedded in my pro wrestling sucks take. You can at me about it. Uh, once you figure out, we'll a, show you where you can do that. Yeah, once uh, you figure out how to spell Zach Cornelius, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, no, I mean it was a pleasure, pleasure being here, meeting, meeting, boom, getting back on Dork Side. Uh, it was a lot of fun. So thank you for having me again. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Amateur wrestling supremacy. Mm, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, there have been some really good amateur wrestlers that turned pro. Kurt, Brock, Shelton Benjamin, Dolph Ziggler, a couple other ones, I'm sure. Um, uh, the Steiner brothers, you know, Michigan greats. Yeah, so there's, there's been a good bit. Steve, Dr. Mm-hmm. Death, Steve Williams. Yeah, no, but um, yeah. Yeah, that's it. No one else. No one else. Uh, no other good amateur wrestlers. Amateur wrestlers, boo, stinky. Bad athletes. Notoriously bad athletes. <laughs> bad hit, stiff hips. No oily hips yeah. among them. <laughs> uh, boom. What about you? Anything that we did not uh, mention that you would like to about the match or anything else on the dork side well, today? It's been it's been 16 years, uh, so I'm waiting for blindfold matches to come back around. That's true. There was there was an eye for an eye match, but it wasn't it wasn't a, um, a blindfold match. It was a match where you, to win you had to remove the eye from your opponent. Hell yeah, that's metal. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
There's still wow. there's still hope. There's still <laughs> hope for this bit. Gambit, maybe. I, really, possibly. I really they really do. I, I'm gonna see if, I'm gonna do a quick Google here and see if there's a blind, been any more blindfold match. Because I don't think there have, and I, I'm with you. I think they the uh the time has come for the return of it. Uh events with blindfold matches, the category on fandom. Uh WrestleMania seven, October seventh, two thousand and two. January or July 27th, uh, Monday Night Raw, January 20th, 2012, uh, November 20th, 2006, and No Way Out 2004. That's just in WWE. What? Oh, wait, no, sorry. There is one WEW Nude War Games. Alrighty huh. then. Huh. I know what uh, my next episode on Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Be like, all right, we brought back an expert on blindfold match. <laughs> well, you know, I I'm gonna call it now. When they turn the Royal Rumble yeah. into a 30 man blindfold match, I think we could probably get Cornman to come watch at that point. You think? I think when so. they turn the when they turn the Royal yeah. Rumble into a a full thirty man blindfold match, will you you can full watch blindfold. this? Yeah, absolutely. All right. I per- will. All right, perfect. I'm seeing most of these blindfold matches. Rightfully, are ending within like two minutes, which is good. What is this? Is one in two thousand and four though? No, I want results, please. I want the results. Uh, it says with blindfold. Oh, Jamie Noble defeated Nydia in a blindfold match. That one went, went five minutes. Okay, so there it is. All right. It opened the match. Okay, that's smart. That's smart. Uh, yeah, okay. So it's it's been done sometimes, just not enough, if you ask me. Uh, <laughs> need to be done more. But thank you guys for coming on. Boom, if you would like to one more time, plug your stuff where people can find you, what you got working on, what you got coming up, um, and anything, really. Floor is yours. Yeah. Like I said, uh, April and May is St. Jude season for us, so we will continue raising money for the kids. Um, you can go to boomtochick.com at the top of our link tree. Uh, you can donate to the kids and help support us there. And then just stay on that link tree, and you literally find all of our stuff for our podcast, Something Unexpected. So, yeah, that is boomtochick, B O O M D A C H I K dot com. Yep. And uh, that'll have all your links there. I do. Uh, I was on something to, uh, something unexpected uh, back in January. No, not January. Maybe October. October. Yeah, October, October. Uh, and it was a good time. Uh, I gave them three hours of my time. Uh, and uh, we watched the second ever Hell in a Cell match on the Patreon. So that's good. Big, big, big ups to that. Fun times. That's where we came up with the word, the term hydroplaning uh, when we have conversations. Sure did. Yeah. And we just skid all over, but we get there. Yeah. Look. Eventually. I went off about how math, uh, my problem with math. Um, what else? Uh, oh, uh, Dunkaroos, moths, a bunch I mean, of stuff, a bunch of stuff. Uh, it was a good time. Go go check that out. Uh, I'll have a link to that episode. Those episodes, I should say, uh, as well. Corn Man, what would you like to, anything you'd like to advertise, promote, raise awareness for, the floor is yours. 
I would also say go donate to uh, Boone St. Jude Fund. I did some uh, fundraising back in my undergrad for St. Jude as well. Love to support them. Uh, great institution. Um, and have fun uh, going to St. Jude next week. Boom. That'll be yeah, an awesome experience. Uh, yeah, that's I didn't I didn't come prepped with my own. Uh, also, if you want to uh, support another association that does great things, the Muscular Dystrophy Association, uh, another great one, uh, supporting uh, kids with muscular dystrophy and uh, re- muscular dystrophy research, uh, sending kids with muscular dystrophy to summer camp. They do a lot of great things uh, as well. So go ahead and check them out. I've done some work with them in the past. Hey, anything to help kids, anything to help the children's is always mm-hmm. good. Boom's gonna be listening to this episode. Uh, he's gonna be li- he's gonna be on a bus going to St. Jude's. He's gonna be like, "Yeah, that's me. I'm on a podcast. Yeah, it's called it's called Dork Side of the Ring. Yeah, it's about wrestling, but it's it's cool. It's not all about wrestling. It's cool. You should check it out. You should check it out here. Yeah. Here, give me yeah, your phone. Yeah. Throw it on the ox, actually. Gets thrown off the bus to St. Jude's because he's hijacking the ox cord to play. Well, I, I'm flying, so I'm just gonna not wear my headphones. There you I'm go. Just gonna uh, just yeah. have it. Yeah. Just have it playing well, there. Yeah. Isn't there like a bus? To t- or is it just you get like you just drive there individually? I thought that there was like no. A, I'm I'm flying. No, I know you fly like two. The play yeah. too, but like to get from, yeah, oh, like yeah, to get from gonna, where you're staying. Buses to the campus. Campus, sure, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. That's what I was. Oh, that's that's what I, the creators. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know about this? The Dork Side of the Ring at Dork Side Ring on Twitter and Instagram. Dork Side of the Ring on TikTok and YouTube. Yeah, it's cool. It's great. Yeah, five yeah. star review on Apple and Spotify. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Yeah. And, and, and remember, <laughs> listeners. If you want free chiropractic care, there's a cornfield in Nebraska at 1111 North Main at the corner of Southeast and 500 West. Uh, you have to get through the corn maze, but if you find Corn Man in the corn maze, they'll give you a discount on your chiropractic sure. care. Now, be careful that you don't go to 1112 because that's the that's a proctologist. That's the proctologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but ho- but hope you get there first so you don't walk in on anybody. It's kind of if, if, it's an if open door policy. You, if the numbers confuse you, the proctologist maze is shaped like a butthole. So if you find yourself <laughs> walking in a in an odd spiral, uh, leave. Yeah, you turn back around. Get uh, retrace your steps. You're like, man, this is certainly this is a voluptuous uh, corn maze. <laughs> I feel very. Thick, yeah. Wait a second. Why, why are the walls <laughs> closing on. in on me? <laughs> I just feel like I'm going in a sphincter. It's weird. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for coming on. I appreciate it. Great times, great laughs, and it was a pleasure to have you guys on. Thank you guys. Can't wait till you guys come come back. Absolutely. Let's do it. Thank you, Boom Daba. Thank you, Cornman. Again, go check them out, especially Boom with what what him, Musey, Dreve, all the great people. Musey Michelle doing it at the Team GG to raise money for St. Jude this year. Bit.ly slash St. Jude 2023 or boomtochick.com. Links are in the description below. I appreciate that. 
I just sneezed. So there was a little jump there. That's why if uh, you're on YouTube and you're like, wait a second. Anyways, thank you to those two, to Boom, to Corn for coming on. Thank you to the people listening. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Leave a like and uh, leave a like and subscribe on YouTube, Dork Side of the Ring. You can also find us on TikTok, Dork Side of the Ring, Twitter, Instagram at Dork Side Ring. You can find me at I am Grum. I appreciate that. Also support.grum.tv. That is the Patreon where you can get this, like you got this episode early, you get next week's episode early, you get the you get the, the videos that I'm working on, you get them early, like the Sami Zayn video. Go look at that. I'm gonna put the thing up in the top so you can click on that right up here. The on the YouTube, the Sami Zayn video. The uh, the hero he didn't know he needed. It was a good thing. I loved it. I can't wait to do another one like that. Next week, though. Next week. Next week, I was between two things. I'm be honest. The one thing I was going to do, I was going to do... Well, I was going to do John Cena versus The Miz versus John Morrison at Extreme Rules. May 1st, 2012. 2012? 2011. 2011. 2011. And uh, I didn't. Because that's actually a very funny... Well, I was going to do it, and I was like, meh... The whole idea about it is what happens after the match, right? It's not necessarily the match. If you're wondering, and if you, you might know what I'm talking about, but it happens to be the, the it's, John Cena informed an entire crowd of WWE fans that Osama bin Laden had been caught and compromised to a permanent end. Wild. I thought about doing that. And I, then I said, whoa, 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 whoa. May 1st is actually the big boss man's... Ray, the former Ray trailer, the late Ray trailer, Big Bubba, the Guardian Angel. Uh, I forget what else. What I think that's all of his gimmicks. Uh, <laughs> it's his birthday. Would have been would have been his birthday uh, had he not passed. But for that reason, I decided. Hey, I got this topic I've wanted to have on for and talk about a little bit. But it had to be the right guess because it was the Big Boss Man versus the Mountie, right? American police versus Canadian police. And I said, ah, you really, I really need to get, uh, I need, really need to get an American and a Canadian. And then I was looking through the Rolodexes and I found two that were perfect. Coming back next week, we got Big Wheezy himself, Wheezy XL, making appearance number four, tying Jim Jam for the, for the most appearances on the main feed, and Cheese Whiz making his return number three. We're going to be talking about Big Boss Man versus the Mountie. I believe it's SummerSlam 1990. SummerSlam 1990. I think it's SummerSlam 1990. Let me go. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I keep hitting this thing. I'm gonna go do check that, and then I'll be right back. SummerSlam. SummerSlam 1991. I was off by a year. I knew it was I knew it was early 90s, but SummerSlam 91, Big Boss Man versus the Mountie. The winner, or I should say, the loser has to spend a night in the other person's jail. So if the Big Boss Man would have won or would have lost, he would have had to stay in the Mountie's jail. But as we all know, the Mountie loses, and you get the great thing. But we're gonna do all that next week. 
here on the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. And I appreciate you guys stopping by this week. I'll see you guys next week. Fun stuff coming along. Check the tw- the TikToks, the Twitters, the Insta, all the stuff, all the socials. I just said them. Support.grum.tv. You're going to get all those things early and exclusive. I appreciate it. And I got some big guests coming down the way. I got some big guests, some returning big guests, some new guests. I'm very excited. I can't wait. I look very forward to it. I'm reaching out to people. I'm reaching out. You know, the, the dusty road. My hand's touching your hand, baby. My hand, baby, is touching your hand. Take, tell man, a computer took your job. I appreciate it, but don't, we're not doing it. We're, don't worry about that here, baby, because your job is just sit back and not take wrestling seriously because wrestling is at its best when no one is taking it seriously. I am Grum. I will see you guys here next week on the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. Stop.